0: Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and in Washington D.C. And this is news that you can use from Car Edge for Thursday, October fifth, with your hosts Ray and Zach. And I do have a question to ask Zach: Car dealers are crumbling. Is that the facilities themselves? Are you suggesting that the, that their buildings are no deeper than that? It's more than
1: just crumbling. Fa- Please share. All right. We're going to kick things off today, folks. We are going to be talking about new proposed legislation, a bill that is just boggling my mind, called the FTC Redo. You heard it here first. That would block the rules that the Federal Trade Commission passed last year to rein in shady car dealer practices. Now, Dad, I'm going to pull it up on the screen. We will remind everyone, what were those rules that were passed just a year ago? may, may May
0: I say one thing first? Yeah. Shouldn't this segment be called?
1: Really? You got to be kidding me. (laughs) Sure. We can start with that today. The rules that were passed by the Federal Trade Commission, which if you go back on this YouTube channel or the Car Edge YouTube channel, we were huge proponents for these rules. Not because we want to see government get more involved in our lives. Far from it. It's simply that these rules made a lot of sense. Like Genuinely, they made a lot of sense. They would do this step. They would ban car dealers from selling products with no benefit to a customer. For example, gap insurance on a lease that already has gap insurance built into it. Couldn't do it. That would be illegal. Advertising the real price of a car online. Not a fake price that changes when you go to the dealership. A real price. Non-discriminatory practices for cash buyers, meaning the price is the price. Doesn't matter how you plan to pay for it. And enhanced consent on uh, F&I um, products. Like you really had to make sure you understood what you were buying before the dealership could sell it to you. Here is the breaking news this morning, Dad. Senators yeah. introduced bipartisan bill directing FTC to redo auto dealership rights. A new bill from Senators Jenny, uh, excuse me, Jerry Moran, a Republican from the state of Kansas, and Joe Manchin, a Democrat from the state of West Virginia, would direct the FTC to, quote, redo the proposal by requiring the agency to issue an advance notice of proposed rulemaking for public input. A regulatory step the lawmakers say was instead replaced with 49 open ended questions about the proposal. Dad, you have our Senate coming to the rescue of car dealers who are nervous that yeah, their business models are crumbling down in front of them. What do you make of this?
0: Well, you know this morning when you sent that to me that my response to you was that perhaps the real question should be how much does it cost to buy a senator and should the, should the FTC be able to regulate such a sale? Um, this is just part and parcel of how we apparently do business in this country, it is politicians are available for sale. um you just have to you just have to come up with the right amount of money, and they will introduce whatever legislation it is that you desire. Um, car dealerships, many of them, were actually in favor of these rules and regulations because they were pretty much no nonsense rules and regulating The problem with it, they made too much sense, and and so there's many car dealers out there and dealer associations out there that just feel as if, well, this is going to cut into their ability to continue to make these profits um, based on using deceptive sales tactics and advertising tactics to get people in. Um, it it, it it is another example, a bipartisan example, of of how our politicians don't really give a damn about the constituents that they serve. Because you can't convince me that, that there isn't one of these senators That hasn't tried to buy a car and hasn't and hasn't been subjected to the same tactics that the FTC is
1: trying to rule in. But dad, dad, the, the counter argument would be sure they've all bought a car before. But pops, think about this. Quote, the FTC's rule would create more paperwork when buying a car dealership and lead to more bureaucracy and red tape for small businesses, Senator Moran said in the statement. So here's the question. Here's the million dollar, the billion dollar. The, I mean, the auto industry is huge. The hundred billion dollar question. What's what's causing more consternation in the car buying process? Is it the threat of more paperwork and quote unquote red tape and bureaucracy for these small businesses in our communities? Or is it the bulk? crap that we all have to deal with the fake advertised pricing the the car is listed at forty thousand dollars but oh i forgot to tell you it's got tint for five hundred bucks that that or that or the discriminatory discriminatory practices for those who want to pay cash or just point blank the discriminatory practices in general that happen in this industry this is this is the this is bs If if you can smell it You, uh, it's just, it makes me mad, man. You, are you, are you suggesting you
0: can, you can smell the foul odor of the BS right through the internet? Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I, I, I joked about it yesterday that, that as they get sworn in, they have their right hand up, you know, swearing their allegiance to the constitution and everything else. And they have their left hand out waiting to grab the money. You, you, you can't convince me for a second that every one of these every one of these senators or congresspeople is not available to be to be bought. The, you know if if you go in to politics and you have a limited net worth when you go in but your net worth is 40 50 60 80 times greater when you leave and, and we're paying you $184,000 a year or whatever the hell it is um, as, as a senator or a congressperson, the math don't math unless you're taking money. And, yes, totally. Ray's senator just got indicted. Absolutely. And it's the second time he got indicted. You know, the first time he beat the charges. That would be Senator Robert Menendez. You know, will he beat him again this time? I don't know.
1: I want to rein this back to just the dealers for a second, because while well, you're right, I want to keep us focused in this specific way. Moran's office also came out with this comment, Dad. You ready for this? Yes. If the FTC plans to overhaul the way Americans purchase vehicles, they should be required to ask for and receive input from the public at the very least. They did. That. He continued. Wait a second. He continued. This legislation will make certain FTC regulators can't finalize the rule without first receiving feedback from industry leaders and the general public. Well, Mr. Freakin' Moran. Yes. I would like to make you aware of the fact that there are one, not one, 11,000 comments on the FTC's website when this was open for comments. 11,000 comments on this very subject. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm just going to type in our last name. Yeah. Our name pops up in here frequently, Mr. Moran, hundreds of times, all right? All you need to do, all you need to do is read these 11,000 comments. And again, if I'm not mistaken, there's been sentiment analysis done on these, and it shows that people are interested in having some cleanup in this industry, both from consumers and from those in the industry. So this comment in particular Dad, from this article, if the FTC plans to overhaul the way Americans purchase vehicles, they should be required to ask for and receive input from the public at the very least. That one makes me Forget mad, me. man, like genuinely mad because it's just
0: because yeah. they did that. And it's and and, you know, you, you can you can send the receipts to Senator Moran and show them that they did that, that they opened it up for public comment okay? And the public commented overwhelmingly. Most times when they open these things up for public comment, there's not a tremendous amount of comment. Over 11,000 comments in regards to this um, was a staggering number for the FTC. Uh, So it's pure, unadulterated BS. That's what it is. It is it is Senators and eventually it'll be Congress people. Uh, and And my guess is it doesn't take quite as much to buy a Congress person as it does to buy a senator because well, there's what like 435 Congress people, but there's only a hundred senators so um, but but they they will put their constituents benefits to the side in order to, um, take care of those who lobby the most. If if we really wanted to change the way cars are sold in this country, and at least we do, at least at CarEdge we do, that we want to see it done, um, well, if, if we really want to see those changes, then, well, you got to take lobbying out of the equation. OK, you, 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 you have to. And, it, and it'll never happen because it would require Congress and the Senate to pass such a bill, such a law that would that would make lobbying a crime. And so it's I, never want to happen.
1: To, I want to continue to try our best to stay in our lane. I can't. I can't.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm telling aware. you right up front. I can't. When I smell when i smell dollars changing hands and it impacts what the senate wants to wants to propose and pass i can't just stay silent and say okay well it's just a car industry thing no it's a whole political system thing
1: i agree dad but we don't have enough there's not enough minutes or hours in a day or in your lifetime to spend talking about all of those topics because this happens in every single instance Of our government at work. Here's the lobbying effort. Let's focus it back here with these FTC rules to rein in shady car dealer practices. The bill is supported by the National Automobile Dealers Association, which is urging more members of Congress to co-sponsor the legislation. In a statement Wednesday, NADA praised the bill's introduction and urged Congress to pass it, quote, as quickly as possible. This comes from NADA's statement. NADA applauds Senators Moran and Manchin for introducing the FTC Redo Act which sets the process for the agency to redo its unworkable and untested vehicle shopping rule that would otherwise make car buying worse and not better, their CEO said. The FTC Redo Act simply directs the FTC to follow basic and essential regulatory safeguards that the agency did not follow or did incorrectly before proposing its rule. The bill is also supported by the Kansas Automobile Dealers Association. The reason I went with crumbling, Dad is because yeah. dealers see the writing on the wall and this is a pre, a precursor this is the opening scene to the digging heels uh the digging of heels in that is going to happen over the next couple of decades between not only dealers and their constituents their customers and dealers in the oems we talked about this yesterday but the push to uh, fixed pricing from the oems dealers are fearful dad and honestly i don't blame them i absolutely don't blame them because more of this crap is going to keep showing up at their doorstep and the lobbying power can only go so far before eventually you have to change, you have to innovate, you have to evolve.
0: Well, you know, we would we would like to believe that you have to change and you have to innovate and you have to evolve. Um, but if the federal government's going to stand in the way of that happening uh, or is going to help delay that happening then they're serving the wrong constituents. And, and yes, I understand that, that lobbying is a First Amendment right. I get that. But paying off politicians isn't, okay? Paying off politicians, that's called a bribe, okay? And there are laws against bribes, and there are laws against accepting a bribe. You know, I, I've often said that every one of us has a price. Every one of us can be bought. Okay, some, the price is lower than others. And and for, and for Congress people and senators, you know, they can be had for very little as long as there's a lot of people that are willing to give them very little. They'll take it. You know, they will say, well, yeah, 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 yeah that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I really appreciate that contribution, and uh, yeah, I'll do what I can. You know, and then they'll say the same thing to the next person who might be giving them money uh, for the opposite side of it. It is, it it is insane to continue to go down this road where we let dollars dictate everything that impacts us. That that we allow, that we condone. Um, the, the buying and selling of politicians, whether it be on a federal level, a state level, a local level. I mean, you know, I can't tell you how many times in the chats that Igor has said, you know, when he had dealerships, they allocated X amount of dollars. And it wasn't just a little bit of dollars, X amount of dollars every year for political donations to curry favor from the politicians. and. Until that changes, then the rest of us are screwed, okay? You're screwed. I'm screwed. The people that are watching this are screwed. It's like, you know, when you file your taxes, not only should you get a refund, but, you, I don't know, you should get a dozen condoms back from the IRS because they're telling you you're screwed, okay? this You're, you're just screwed. and And that is... I'm I'm you know, I get off on these tangents and I apologize. But I just at a certain point, somebody's gotta stand up and say, I'm not for sale. I'm just not. You know, and, and why why not at a certain point just do just once in your life, do the right thing. And why is doing the right thing so damn hard? It just shouldn't be.
1: I I'll, I'll be good now. Bradley, thank you for the contribution. Thank you, Can Bradley. you have someone on from NADA to defend their stance? I got to know what is going through their heads. I would love that. I would I think that would be one of the most exciting and enlightening conversations we've ever had here yes. on the channel. What do you think, Deb?
0: Oh, I I I I I would love it, but the problem is that they'll never agree to it because they know they they know as nice as I am, as nice as I would try to be. I'm going to call out BS when I hear BS. I'm going to say that's, that's crap. That's nonsense. You know you're spewing nonsense. You know you just want to keep the things the way they are. And every time you do that, you're condoning the, the, the deceptive business practices that the dealers you represent are using. You know, there are ways for, for businesses to legitimately make a profit without having to be deceptive. Okay, and and for the NADA or the Kansas Automobile Dealers Association to to suggest for a second that people like to know they're getting screwed every time they walk into a car dealership, well, that's pure nonsense. You know what 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 they're really saying is we kind of like it the way it is because we can make a lot of money. Okay. and and these poor fools have no idea what they're signing for, what they've been talked into. It's it's just not the right way. It, it just isn't. And, and and I know I get on my soapbox, and I and I know that I get extremely passionate about it but and and i know that there will be people in the comments that are going to say yeah but you spent 43 years in the car business ripping people's heads off and now you're 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 saying oh that's the wrong way i didn't spend 43 years ripping people's heads off i tried to do the right thing when i was in the business i tried to change the way dealers operate I tried to change the way dealerships were actually set up. I remember when we built a new showroom for Admiral Nissan in Pleasantville, New Jersey, and I walked into the owner and I said, we shouldn't have desks. We shouldn't have these artificial barriers that we set up between us and the customers. We should have things like, I don't know coffee tables and chairs and love seats and sofas where we can just sit down and we can have a conversation in a collaborative manner to help the customer get into a car not a desk and you sit on one side and i sit on the other and i'm the one in control and you're it's it no i i called for this back in the 80s okay so it just it doesn't Need to be this way. Dealers can still make a lot of money if they did it in a legitimate fashion. And there are dealers out there that do do it in a legitimate fashion. Okay. Earl Stewart, J.C. Lewis, there are dealers out there that do the right thing. Um, So, you know, I I, I get that dealers want to be profitable. They need to be profitable. I want them to be profitable. I would never suggest for a minute that dealers shouldn't be profitable. They've invested way too much money in, in buildings and training and and employees. Damn, you shouldn't have to build your business on deception. I've said it before. You, there, there are ways to do it where you don't have to deceive your customers. And, and if, if you as a dealership owner went into a business and, and you went in to buy something and they lied to you to get you in on that, you'd be the first son of a bitch that would be screaming at the <laughs> top of his lungs saying, this is wrong.
1: Sorry. No, no cursing on the show, Deb. That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, the kids' show. We gotta, we gotta let folks. Yeah, so, so, show. It's, yeah, it's 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 interesting what you're talking about, Dad. But at the end of the day, yeah, money talks, right? So that's why we think this rule has even come to be. But also, that's where the pushback has come from the NADA. And others. So here's the deal that if you read in uh, later in the article, the FTC has estimated its rules would save consumers three hours of the total time spent researching and visiting dealerships to buy a vehicle. However, a May analysis from the Center for Automotive Research found the average consumer would spend two more hours on a vehicle transaction. To be very clear, Center for Automotive Research is funded by... Yeah, who do you think underwrote it? Yeah. Yeah, funded by the NADA. The yeah. automotive retail industry also would incur between $18.69 billion and $22.34 billion in additional compliance costs over the course of a decade because of the FTC rule, more than 10 times what was previously predicted for the agency. That one, to me, is just mind-boggling because, again, the rules. Yes. The rules as they were proposed. Let me pull them up on the screen here. The rules as they were proposed are this, folks. Dealerships can no longer sell products that don't have a benefit to a customer. They have to advertise the real price of the car online. They can't discriminate the pricing based on cash or finance. And there has to be enhanced consent for F&I. Dad, 10 years, $22 billion. Do you think selling products to customers that don't have benefit, that must cost the dealership an extra $5 billion in compliance? Advertising the real price of cars online, that must be at least $3 billion. Like what? Where do these numbers come from?
0: Well, I, let, let me let me just say, I, I don't think we've ever heard of a dealer or a dealership ever exaggerating the pricing of anything. Um, there was that Honda deal that we looked at the other day that had a $7,895 appearance package that was a trunk tray, wheel locks, um, floor, I don't know, it had like, it had like if you were generous, it had $500 worth of stuff, and they marked it up to $7,895. They don't exaggerate anything. So if if whatever numbers they're suggesting, I don't know, reduce it by 100, okay? The, the, they, are, they, are, they are probably 100x more than what it really... The, the, num- the real numbers are probably a hundred X less than what they're suggesting. It, and and if you didn't build your business on the deceptive practices to begin with, it wouldn't have cost you anything.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but now you're going back in history a hundred years. Let's yes. switch gears. Let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Let's go to our favorite segment of the show pops.
0: Well, I thought I just did that. Really? You gotta be kidding me again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, there are a lot of upstart automakers out there that are trying to disrupt the way that we buy cars. For, uh, for example, Tesla—you know—they sell directly to consumers. Well, we have seen, and you called this last year, that there would be some bankruptcies; some companies would go out of business. I'm thinking yeah. of Lordstown Motors, for yeah. example. Well, this headline was in automotive news just this morning: Pops EV maker VinFast reports yeah. $527 million quarterly loss as deliveries rise. Yeah, well, well, we've got that. And if I'm not mistaken, publicly traded now, VinFast.
0: These uh, companies
1: well, are incredible are they publicly for how traded able to here do this. or
0: are they publicly traded in Vietnam?
1: Where? Uh VinFast is traded in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't they just go public? I, I have no idea. Yeah, they I, did. They're a 20 billion dollar company. They are currently traded. In the United States, at at a twenty billion dollar valuation, and their claim to (laughs) claim to fame is the fact that in the most recent quarter they lost five hundred twenty seven million dollars, but they delivered ninety five hundred vehicles.
0: Yeah, sure they did. Uh huh. I'm buying. I'm (laughs) buying all that. Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Ninety five. Their
1: twenty billion dollar valuation. Wait, let's do this as a team really quick because their twenty billion dollar valuation may have them. More valuable than Ford and General Motors. You see it there, nineteen point two eight billion. Yeah, let's compare that to Ford. Okay, so they're worth like half as much as Ford, okay. and they delivered ninety five hundred cars and lost. Their 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 annual run rate for loss would be like two point two billion dollars. Isn't that sounds
0: incredible? like a, sounds like a Carvana
1: company to me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah, GM. They're half half the market capitalization of GM. Man, isn't that wild? Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, then why the hell aren't we? Uh, <laughs> there, there, there is. There, I'm going to go off on, a, on another tiny rant. There is something wrong with the stock market when when investors buy into. Well, this is they're they're gonna disrupt the entire industry. Well, yeah, maybe in Vietnam, but not probably in this country. Um, it is the I don't know what it is that, that investors go, oh yeah, that that deserves us putting a lot of money in there. It's you know, can't investors remember companies like I don't know, Enron? And uh, what was that telecommunications company, MCM, or whatever the hell it was? I mean, there there are companies out there that aren't worth a dime, and the investors are going, oh, no, they're going to change the whole world. Well, if anybody's going to change the whole world, not to pat my son on the back, it'll be Zach with how he's trying to change the way cars are sold in this country. And, well, I can tell you some people that won't invest in that, and that's the automobile industry is not going to invest in Car Edge to help make that happen because, you know, at a certain point, they're going to probably fight him and us tooth and nail, um, you know, because at a certain point, they'll look at us as, well, we're bad for their business, even though it would probably, what we suggested, probably be good for their business. They don't really want to find that out. Okay, I'm 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 off my I, I don't I don't understand investing uh,
1: nonsense for a minute. We'll simply comment that nothing on this channel should be misconstrued as financial advice in any way, shape, or form. If you're passionate and excited about Vinfest, yeah, more sure. power to you. More yeah,
0: power. absolutely. Yeah. And then and then when you get the chance, take whatever extra money you have and throw it into Lucid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Because, well, and there was more. Have,
1: and then take what you have left of that and toss it over into Carvana and some yeah. room stock. And yeah, really. Yeah.
0: Because because you just want to buy the BS they're all selling.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Dad, we had a thoughtful contribution come in here from Casey. Thank you for that. Thank Casey you. thoughts on the best hybrid sedan newer use looking to sell my ice Chevy Impala and move into a hybrid. I don't trust Toyota for obvious reasons, but their hybrids are almost industry standard. Right.
0: Well, I I, I I'm sorry, but I was going to recommend a Honda. Uh, I mean, a Toyota, um, you know, they, nobody has spent more time, effort, and energy in developing hybrids than Toyota than hybrids. has. Um, and and i mean you know dear friends of ours they have um i don't know what is it a 10 or 12 year old um lexus rx350 hybrid um with, with like 160,000 miles and it still works just perfectly fine i i i've got to believe that when it comes to hybrid sedans toyota is definitely the benchmark for that um yep. and and that's who I would recommend. I'm I'm sorry, I I I don't think anybody else is at that same level as Toyota when it comes to the hybrids. And and certainly nobody has spent more time. I mean, when we were at the Henry Ford Museum, we were looking at what a 2003, uh Toyota Prius. Hybrid, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, that's that's 20 years ago. Nobody else has been doing it like they've been doing it for the past 20 years. And I Agreed. and I think I read somewhere that like forty five percent of their sales were hybrids recently. You know they 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 pretty much know what they're doing when it comes to a hybrid.
1: Casey says Toyota is keeping their inventories low on purpose. Don't y'all listen to Zach and right that, now that's very true. That's very yeah. true. But still, if you're going to find yourself in the best hybrid powertrain, it's going to be there. You,
0: you, you, asked, you didn't ask what's going to be the cheapest. You <laughs> asked what is going to be the best. And, and, and sometimes, uh, due to short supply, the best is going to be more expensive, but it's the best. So I apologize for that. And I do, I, you know what? I listen to myself in my sleep. Trust me. So <laughs> Why do you apologize? You got nothing to apologize for. You're good, Dad. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm real good. All
1: right. It's feeling good to be back. Yesterday was fun. Today was fun. Let's come back again and do it tomorrow. There's so much I wanted to talk about today, but we'll pick it up uh, tomorrow. There's all sorts of things happening in uh, uh, in the news with regards to uh, auto loan delinquencies. Yeah. And also, there's some new data on average amount underwater on a trade in. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, so please sure tune has, in tomorrow. I'm sure that average amount hasn't gone down. Um, it's scary, man. It's truly scary. So please tune in tomorrow. We'll have a, co- a good, thoughtful conversation. Then, that being said, Pops, let's call the show and let's okay. go enjoy the afternoon.
0: Uh, You do the same, so we'll be back here tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, 6 a.m. in Honolulu, and I thank everybody for being here today and and making us a part of your your day. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Nice watch, Pops. Looks good on you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah.